Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Join Mike and James of the Nerdy Bible for this special companion series diving into The Chosen, a dramatic telling of the life and ministry of Jesus of Nazareth. In this week's episode, the disciples have a heated fireside chat while Jesus heals the masses. So, what's Matthew 4.24? Chosen Companion series. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm joined as always by my good friend and fellow host James of the NerdyBible.com. How are you today? Good. How are you? Doing well. I am hyped, so pumped uh, about the it's episode your tonight. It's my favorite episode of the entire series, uh, for multiple reasons, which we'll get into. Uh, but I'm really excited to talk about it. This is the episode that I've uh alluded to throughout the podcast series so far that contains my favorite uh cinema cinematography cinematic moment um and then just the the content of this episode is so good so i'm excited to get into it i'm doing well um you said you're doing well um pretty good we just we talked a little earlier today we're about to go on like a massive podcasting bender over the next three weeks we're just gonna be pumping out recordings um to get through the rest of season two our release schedule will not change we'll stay the same i believe mm-hmm. we'll still release uh every week uh, but we're gonna get these recorded um because for the holidays you know you gotta I shut got, down which holidays which is, coming up we got season three coming out in theaters next week mm-hmm. Which is exciting on our part because that means I get to like deck the whole video behind me with like Thanksgiving stuff and Christmas stuff like many weeks before. So you know, <laughs> definitely gonna get in the spirit. Yeah. So we'll see. I might be wearing a Santa hat in like two weeks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So next Thursday and Friday. So we're recording on the seventh of November. Um that's so today. when you are hearing this, in just a couple days, episodes one and two of season three will be premiering in theaters, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting. There's a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to next week. You got that. And then we also have, I, I mean, I know everyone listening to this podcast is also waiting with great anticipation for the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet that comes out <laughs> on November 18th. Just like, you know, I'm over here just on the edge of my seat for all this stuff. I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. Oh, my goodness. I'm finally going to get my birthday presents like five months later after my birthday. But whatever. It'll be worth the wait. Uh, hopefully. Oh, did, did you get it for your birthday or something? Uh, I saved my my birthday gift for for this new game. Um, that's, that's good. It's totally what a 35-year-old man, father of three, uh, would would ask for his birthday. Right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my birthday was yesterday. Happy belated. Well, it was a week and a day ago to all you. (laughs) Time uh, travel. (laughs) I forgot to do the soundboard. We need the soundboard. Oh, yeah. Dang it. 
um grow rhythms here of soundboard needs um yeah definitely so my gift was a ticket to disney world so nice. <laughs> i am a 34 year old hey, man going to disney world for the first time game. yeah Your and we got game? a ticket for, yeah i've never been that's that was like the running joke so just a, a quick thing <laughs> i walked down on my birthday and my my wife and four month old are sitting there and there's all this disney stuff you got goof troop playing because I loved Goof Troop and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I said, this is kind of like cruel because I was like, I've actually been to Disney. And I'm like, this is like, I, I, I don't, this isn't nice. Yeah. So they did then, like what, what uh, parents do to their kids where they like mm-hmm. trick, trick them and like fake them out. Like, Oh, we're, we got to go to the dentist. And then they're on their way in the car and they're like, psych, we're going to Disney. <laughs> exactly. No, that's exactly yeah. what happened. And so, <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm going to Disney and Hollywood studios for a day. So we're going to be in Florida. So I'm pretty excited. So that's um, you'll have to wait until season three to hear my rant on how, until we record season three recap, but yeah, <laughs> we'll go there. That sounds like a lot of fun. I'm I'm happy for you. That'll be a good time. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, let's get into the episode. <laughs> Enough of this small talk, this chitter chatter. We got a, a very important episode to record here. Uh. So tonight's episode is season two, episode three. It's called Matthew four twenty four. Uh. And the synopsis goes as follows: In Syria, the disciples take shifts to help Jesus deal with a large crowd hoping to be healed. Philip continues to mentor Matthew while Mary Magdalene and Rama start to study Torah. A long, exhausting day turns into night as the disciples share how they perceive the, the Messiah. Jesus' mother, Mary, arrives from Nazareth to help with her son's students. Around the campfire, the group tries to get to know each other better. Uh, they discuss their experiences and their inner turmoil, but tensions erupt when Simon disputes with Matthew about being chosen. Tempers flare as sides are taken, and the disciples begin to argue, forgetting the purpose of why Jesus chose them in the first place. All of a sudden, an exhausted Jesus says goodnight to them, and his mother Mary attends to him. The disciples listen and watch in shame. Shame! Um, (laughs) Yes, Uh, so a lot going on with this episode, while also being a very self-contained episode, which I think is uh, super cool. But um, yes, let's talk about the opening here, because this is my favorite moment of the entire series. This is is the scene I've been talking about, and uh, it's just it's so amazing on so many levels. Um, first off, the the cinematography thing. What I love so much about the this opening scene, which lasts about 14 minutes, it is or appears to be one continuous shot, no cuts, no edit breaks. So if you pay attention, you'll see the camera follows every character and like slowly rotates in and out, weaves in and out of these conversations with absolutely no cuts or, or changes to another camera or scene breaks or anything like that. And um, it's one of my favorite things that people do in in movies or shows. Um, it's just like 
it oh man it just takes like a whole other level of like production quality like acting quality uh like choreography because i mean if you think about it you get 13 minutes into the scene and someone is on the wrong marker or you know goofs up their line or Mm. bumps into the cameraman Mm -hmm. as he's like weaving in and out um you just gotta start all over you can't just be like all right we'll just cut there and we'll just pick up like go 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 three lines back we'll pick up from there um so just the 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 teamwork that's involved in shots like this it's always mind-blowing to me and um when i first saw this episode last year or whatever the first time i watched uh after this was over i like looked at my wife knowing that she wouldn't have noticed or really care but i was just like becca do you understand what just happened here that's the coolest thing like one of my favorite things that anyone does in film and we got that in like a christian show which <laughs> is just when you're used to the, the level of quality that we normally get with christian productions like this this might as well have been like the invention of the you know the the talkies you know when they moved on from like silent film or when they brought color into like tv like this is that level of groundbreaking when it comes to christian productions well that's a that's a pretty strong feeling on it <laughs> I know. hot take hot take it's, uh, no it's what you come here for hot takes. no i think it's really good i don't think there's any faking that i don't think there's any like splicing i just want to know how many times they screwed it up <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's yeah, some some Sometimes some of those uh, they're called wonners. Uh, some of those wonner shots like can be like faked. You know they they have, like very good editing tricks where they make it appear like it's one shot. But um, for you know benefit of the doubt, like I always like to just assume every every wonner is a true wonner. Um, but yeah, like did you notice that at all when you watch this or like what do you think about that? No, I did. I did not notice it the first time I watched the show. Um, actually, this whole episode wasn't my favorite the first time I watched it. I don't know why. I, I, I think it's. I think it's because it was an abrupt stop from what they've been doing. It's mm-hmm. like the the children episode, yeah, yeah. right? It's something out of the ordinary. It's what well, my wife brought up a good point. It's that there's no individual stories it's one big collective understanding of these characters like there's i mean i guess you're you're learning a little bit more you're getting a perspective of like matthew for example as he's trying to figure out how he's going to just start reading (laughs) reading torah or, or the scriptures um um but like for the most part you're you know how like the last episode we said I actually like this. I'm processing this out loud now, right now. But last episode, we had talked about them just kind of uh, all not knowing each other mm-hmm. and like kind of just like, you know, almost like those awkward moments mm-hmm. here we'll eventually get to. But there's a little bit of like conflict, yeah. which is what you need to kind of build trust to everyone, which you need to build like a team or, right. you know. And so it's pretty, I really liked it. But <laughs> to jump back on what we were talking about, because I think I went a little off topic there, is that I don't know if they'd, I mean, I know there's tricks to splice it, but like they're not on a track. There's no like consistent, you know what I mean? I don't think mm-hmm. they could 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe I just don't know nothing, anything about splicing videos, but I think it'd be very difficult to splice that video. Yeah. To make, yeah. You know, Especially not, since there's a, a lack of like big special effects. So like what comes to mind because mm-hmm. I'm a giant dork and uh, I talk about this stuff all the time, every Thursday on Showboys. Um, there's an episode in Loki on Disney Plus, the Marvel series Loki. Um, I haven't watched that one. It's pretty good. It's pretty Is good. It? Yeah. Uh, it's another one of those like on outside of the shows. box Marvel shows where it's not just mm-hmm. your typical like superhero thing. Um, but they have one scene in an episode that is um, appears to be a winner, but because of the special effects and CGI and stuff that they have in Marvel productions, obviously mm-hmm. like in some like explosions and like the chaos of the scene, because it's a very chaotic scene. Like, uh, I watched a video, I think it's by New Rock Stars, which is a great YouTube channel if you're into like the nerdy pop culture breakdowns and stuff. Uh, where they go through and they're like, and right in this one frame, this millisecond of the scene, you can see right here where they make the cut and edit it into the next scene. Um, but here in this episode, obviously, it's a camera out in the middle of a field circling around people having conversations. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, people running around on green screens while like cities are blowing up and falling apart around them where you can like hide the, the transitions. Mm -hmm. Each one would have probably been different to each take. Mm -hmm. Like, because you can't like, you can't get that lined up perfectly with the camera. Like it's probably you line up all the takes. They're going to be very similar, but the angle and the way that he's following, like it's not going to be, I don't know. So I, no, this was a really unique one. I really want to know how many times they screwed this up. Right. I just wonder um, <laughs> how even on like a successful take, because I'm sure ne- never having been on a set or filmed or acted or directed oh, anything point. in my life. Like even if you have a good take, they probably you do it get multiple good times. takes because yeah. like you said, everything, even on a a, a scripted <laughs> scene that's going to be edited into you know Uh, where there are going to be those splices and transitions they still take multiple i'm sure just to get you know different emotion or visual stuff out of the actors or in this case like the angles with the cameras and stuff so i wonder outside of how many times it messed it was messed up how many successful ones they took so that's true Cause I mean, they get to post-production they're like, dude, how did we not notice? <laughs> There's a guy back there picking his nose. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. oh man. And what you, what you brought up about uh, this being like the little children episode, mm-hmm. wasn't that also episode three of season one? And this is, that's a great observation. I wonder if there's, Oh my goodness. I wonder if there's a theme amongst that in like, you know, I think most sto- stories have like I'm trying to write a story right now and I'm trying to one of the things I'm doing right now is compartmentalize these like this overall arching theme of how to like, you know, going from I, I wonder if that was done on purpose. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting because there, there's no it, it's it. It just really reminds me of the, the children episode because there's no like. Yeah. It's just 
different from everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you can take the rest of the episode. Well, for not, we'll just say for season one, take all the rest of the episodes and you can find them to be similar to one another in, in, in their like overall goal, how they're approaching things, how they're doing it. But like, there's that one episode that was just completely like a complete outlier to the rest. Mm-hmm. And this one so far, you know, I don't want to speak ahead, but so far it seems to be that. And yeah, you're right. It's season, it's episode three as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, to see if, if season Astute three, observation three. Sir. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll see if, if season three, episode three uh, is a similar self-contained episode, like, like seasons one and two, man, I want to write that one down and I don't want to forget that. <laughs> Uh, yes, that probably would be a great idea because I uh, have, do not have the mind of an elephant. We're yeah. going to get to season season three, episode three. And we're going to be like, you know what? Dude, it's didn't they do this like... in seasons one and two? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so, yeah. So this episode, uh, like runtime, I think it was around like 35, 36 minutes, somewhere around there. So it's... 38 minutes and 25 seconds. And that's yeah. with his nice ramblings in the beginning so yeah so it's probably like 30 minutes long knowing dallas he's a little long-winded sometimes uh so considerably shorter than uh the typical runtime that's Um, coming from the people that do like hour and 45 minute he's a little long-winded okay he talked for five minutes let's (laughs) let's just calm down dallas um yeah so i on that note i think this episode while this is my favorite episode of the, the show, uh, I think this podcast episode will be probably pretty short as well um, because mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to go play by play. I just want to talk about the things that stuck out to me and what I, I felt were um, important and like made me think about things. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, I would ask you to do the same uh, because basically yeah. this was just, yes, you, James do the same but also listener you do the same and comment let us know what Mm -hmm. uh, stuck out to you Um, excuse me because the the entire episode is basically just the disciples talking with each other in this camp that they're setting up while Jesus is healing the the sick that are coming to him Um, so I I think the first thing the, the main thing that I think is like quoted from this episode is the Mary Magdalene line where they're talking about uh, big James, you know, was reciting some prophetic poem, I believe is what he called it um, about like the Messiah coming when the land was filled with righteousness, probably not getting the quote right, but basically like the Messiah would come when, when the people were holy enough for him to come something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Mary's like, uh, I know she's like, no, uh, I think he's here because we're not holy without him. Something along those lines. Again, I should write these quotes down, uh, but I'm a terrible podcaster and I did not do that. Um, but that's like the, the 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 big quote from the episode. Obviously, that's like a one of those one of those lines that just like pierces to your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that sometimes 
can be a huge misconception about coming to salvation um, or, you know, even as simple as just coming to church or getting to know Jesus before being saved is like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Like, look at all this stuff that I've done. Like I'm not holy. Like they're saying in this episode, I'm not righteous. Um, but like, we can't be those things without Jesus. So like that, that thought process has to kind of just be eliminated because even the most perfect human on this earth isn't holy enough or isn't righteous enough in the eyes of God. Um, because nobody's perfect. Jesus was the only perfect person to walk this earth. Um, so just like, I know I've had that, that, that thought like kind of trapped me before where Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't serve in church or I, I shouldn't even be in church. Like when I was first, you know, getting introduced to church and, and Jesus and all that, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm not a holy person. Like I'm not a church person, uh, but that's, that's who Jesus is coming for. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know what, what you think about that, but to, to start the episode off, that's the big thing that kind of was like, Oh yeah, that got the wheels turning. No, it, it did. Um, thinking about what you're saying, I feel like it. So what you're saying is that you think it's a, you're seeing it as a barrier. Yes. Yeah. To get into. And, and I'd, I'd agree. And it's weird. I was, I was trying to process as you were, as you were talking there. It's a much so better I, way to put it than <laughs> how I was stumbling <laughs> no, through no, it. A good, barrier. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's a barrier. And, and what I found, it's like, from what I've experienced and what I have observed is that it's a barrier, like a dam almost, you know, like, like the Hoover dam, you know, like it's this barrier to get in. Right. But once it's broke, there's this flood water of like flying in. And at that time, it's almost like you feel great. You're like, this is amazing. God, you know, I'm broken there. It's like this complete understanding. And then I feel like as you go on, like you start, you have, you go, you, you almost like go back, revert back in some regards. Like you're not, like you said, we're not perfect. So mm-hmm. like, no matter what you do, you're like kind of on fire for whatever it is. And then you're kind of just struggling and, and doing these. And then like, I feel like the shame sets in and then you're almost creating a new barrier, you know, yeah. because you know better, you should be doing better, yeah. but you can't because you suck and you're a human. <laughs> you know, Like it's yeah. just, there's this lot, like, it's just, I don't know. It's weird. I was trying to think about it, this as you were saying it, but that's what I think she's saying. Like, you know, like, what was the, what was the actual quote? I want I, I was trying to actually like, find it, but <laughs> uh, he, I'm going to look it up. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need our, uh, our searching yeah. music right now? Um, yeah, I I think he's here because we can't be holy without him. Yeah. 
Um, and that's, and I, no, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I would say that's, that's, you know, as you become, um, I don't want to say Christian, but Christian, I don't, I don't know what other word you would use there, but like, as you're walking, um, I'll just say like the metaphor of like walking with Jesus, right. As, as a, as a, a follower of him, right. You're, you're supposed to mm-hmm. be some sort of light reflection of who he is. Right. When you're for me personally, I'll just speak from like trying to speak this like generalization <laughs> and it's just not working out um, for me, you know, I have a tendency to, you know, when I am not waking up and reading my Bible and processing, and and I don't mean it in like a, a, a legalistic way of like, I didn't wake up and read my Bible. I mean, like, like in a way that I'm reading and, and thinking, and it's affecting my day and affecting my thoughts. I have a tendency to, you know, like when I get cut off, like I'm very, I yell out loud in the car. You know what I mean? I say like, I'm <laughs> speaking of a very specific example, but like, I'm not, you know, walking with it. I'm not feeling holy. I'm not feeling. And so, and, and so to take that metaphor into their perspective, they're literally walking with him right now. You know what I mean? And even right now, and actually is a better, even more on that um, metaphor here is that, that, when Jesus actually gets back to the camp later on, they stop fighting because he's present because he's there, you know, and, and they feel, and and oddly enough, you can tell by them being silent, they feel shame or at least some sort of like understanding of what they're saying and doing is wrong. I don't know. It's like, I can't believe we're being, such big dum dums. He's exactly. out there literally healing the sick, and we're like arguing over over, over like thing. Matthew being yeah, and and so <laughs> I don't really know exactly where I was going with that one. Remind me of where we started. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Good, um, good. I like that. But no, answer. I think the yeah. So like Jesus is is the wrecking ball that comes in and like breaks down that barrier, right? Um, mm, okay. But I, but the goal, right, is as we live with and follow Jesus, like his holiness and righteousness, like it, it like rubs off onto us. And like, though, yes, we like are broken and like, aren't perfect. Like the goal, the point is for Jesus to transform and bring change. Right. And, you know, we talk a lot about, repenting and with that you know we turn from where we were going the opposite way uh with jesus and in turn that should help us become more holy and more righteous Mm -hmm. um because we're seeing like the ways that he's lived and what he's called us to live and that should like obviously make us see like oh yeah what we were doing like that's that's obviously that's gonna lead to destruction right this road leads to life uh but you know we're all human we're all gonna like stumble and like you know stub our toes here and there um but yeah i I don't even know where i'm going with that but no i like where you're going i i think that i was thinking about it as you're saying i i feel like we're never really like you know said 
he's he's perfect we're not right we're never i don't think we're ever really called to be perfect right and then we're called to be better i think we're called to be like renewed in a different way or res- or at least show signs of restoration from what we you know uh, from from a a fall i guess you would say to, to bring it into terms of like genesis or whatever but um yeah it's 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 pretty interesting to think that um yeah i just it, we're not really called to be that way and it's it's like uh i, I lost my thought but <laughs> so far <laughs> every every point either of us has made have been like i don't even know what we're doing what we're talking about but yeah that's, that's you know that's that's <laughs> welcome the great to the of... chosen companion series <laughs> <laughs> welcome to a late night yeah so what happens podcast. when you listen to a bunch of uh yeah. non-expert people talk about these big brain or topics. people that don't get paid to do it because then yes. they, they wake up they're fresh it's morning you always yeah. see those like video podcasts and they're always like it's daylight yeah you know? yeah it's they not 11 o'clock at night a... <laughs> <laughs> but, they didn't um, just you know like work work all day, day and then, and like, then go know, to the family and yeah then, do you know. all the family stuff and then <laughs> muster up enough energy sent from a microphone um but yeah, so that that was a big thing for me. Um, another big thing was uh, the conversation with Little James and Thomas about uh, like that whole situation. Um, first off, biblically, is this another like creative liberty that they took with the show with Little James? And his- I'm glad you brought that up. Malady. So this is, this is, I was on my, on my way down to, you know, come on this podcast with you. And I was like, there's something that I need to remember. And it, it's this scene. So I thought the same thing. My wife thought the same thing. And like the, um, good podcaster she is <laughs> she, <laughs> she did the research i thought out loud i was like i wonder if that's this and she's like i wonder if that's that she went digging she yeah she it. actually looked <laughs> so the creative liberty that that you're referring to is that he's talking about um who was talking to him uh thomas was talking mm-hmm. to little james and it's like you know like aren't you like upset like don't you like feel like you you should be healed. Like, you know, he's walking around, you have lines of people healing. Like, why have you not asked to be healed? And it's not really a parent right there. I mean, I I didn't pick up on it until I don't know. Does he have like a little bit of a limp or something? Yeah. He walks a little bit of a limp. Yeah. Okay. And so, so I didn't really pick up on that. I don't know. They do wear like big robes too. So it's hard to see like form fitting kind of things that would indicate this, but apparently Jordan Walker Ross, um, the actor that plays little James has um, severe scoliosis and minor cerebral palsy. And so oh. what apparently what happened is that um, when he was cast for this role, I don't think Dallas Jenkins knew this or like really realized it until like after he was already on, I could be botching this a little bit. It's in this article, but um, after the fact, he said, can I write this into the character of him? 
And so it, I think it's really good because it's like, um, they're like meeting him where he's at there. I don't know. And, and like, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? I don't know how to word it when I'm trying to say, but that brings um, up a good, a good talking point though. Um, so in this scene, little James comes back from his shift mm-hmm. with a line and he's like grumpy and he sits down and he gets even more grumpy by the fact that, uh, Philip is like, totally botching the game that he's playing with Thomas. And he sits down and he's like, he's complaining about the Samaritans. And he's like, you know, like with these people, basically his, his big complaint is would these people even believe Jesus is who he says he is. If he wasn't doing all these miracles, healing these people, Thomas is like, well, yeah, that's, that's what he said. That's why he's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and James, little James is like, yeah, I know. But like, but like they, like, why does it take them having to see this? And like that, that obviously is something that like, I think sometimes is like a, a fair thing to, to question. Right. Um, but then Thomas kind of breaks it down even further. Cause he's like, notices that he walks with a limp and he's like, so like, I'm just going to speak plainly. Like, I don't mean to offend you or anything, but like, what's, what's wrong with you? Like, (laughs) and he, he basically says like, Oh yeah, it's it's, uh, some form of paralysis. I've had it since, you know, birth. And then Thomas goes on to say, well, like, why, like, does it kind of like upset you that he hasn't healed you? Like, while he's doing all this other crazy stuff that we've been doing, you know, this last, however long we've been with him. And I think doesn't, doesn't he say, yeah, kind of, but also like, he's, I, I kind of don't want to ask. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to ask because he's scared that like, Jesus is going to see him differently for almost like ungrateful or, or just, um, yeah, I, I don't know what other word I would use there, but like he just doesn't want to, he doesn't want to, he's very um, self-conscious about it. Self-conscious, no, but he's also, very, I think he's very just humbled to be where he's at. Yeah. And like, I feel like, uh, almost like honored to be like, I am called to be a disciple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like in their eyes, this is the, this is this is who they've been waiting for, who the entirety of 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 um, Israel has been been waiting for. And here we are, like he's one of the people that gets to, he's like, I don't I don't know why I, I know he knows. I didn't know if I'd have to bring it up. I don't know if yeah. he'd like heal me if regardless, you know, what I mean, like, yeah. so it's 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 very interesting. And I think it's a pretty fair position to be in. I mean, I think sometimes like. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty serious thing, but even like, think about how odd it is to ask for like a raise at a job. That's, and that's not even, that's not even like remotely as, as comparable to this situation, right? Like you get to ask for a a raise and you're going to be like, you're heat, you're sweating. You're kind of like, how do I word this? How do I talk? How do I, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know, maybe other people are really good at asking for raises and that type of thing, but like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh, 
it's a it's different and so like this is like this is asking for the biggest raise of his life you know what i mean like like there are no more um better and so i i don't know i just when i look at it i'm like it's a pretty fair thought yeah um but does it does it get resolved much like that conversation or like how does it end i kind of forget is that when like mother mary comes that's what i'm gonna call jesus's mom philip walks over hmm yeah uh but yeah it's it's definitely like um i think also maybe there's like a thing where like i mean even today it's still kind of like a, a stigma around like disabilities right and not being considered or treated as like whole or normal or as like the same as what what people would call normal uh un un disabled at not disabled people um uh and like like you were saying little james is like holy crap like this is crazy i got called to follow the the messiah and like go on this one literally once in a lifetime like most important like journey right and like I don't want him to see me as like lesser than like, maybe I can't do this or like I shouldn't do this. I don't know what disabled people were looked at upon in society back then. Who knows, but it's probably not to, I mean, you bring up a good point. It's probably not too far from like a paralytic. Yeah. Or, or I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it's too far from that. I mean, it's, I feel like it'd be like something like, I mean, cause they were still asking the question. I mean, his own disciples asked Jesus, you know, who sinned for these, for, for him to be this way, you know, mm-hmm. who, who is in, in his family sinned like that generational sin, that whole, like, so I feel like this right here, even, even like in their eyes, they don't understand cerebral palsy or, or, um, or, or scoliosis. So they're looking at it as, okay, well, there's some sort of, there's some sort of, um, I can't think of a good word for it, but paralysis. That's the way he uses I think he uses it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm almost like it's a partial paralysis mm-hmm. as opposed to these people that, that a paralytic man who can't walk. Right. Yeah. That we saw in, in, in the other um, season. So I don't know. I, I think that, I think that it's, it's probably, I don't know. That's, that's a good, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point to think about. I didn't really think about it that way until now. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it does raise a good question. And one that I don't really think anyone has an answer. for. Well, no, <laughs> like, but that's, but t- that's what I, I, I was thinking about. So it's, it's, it falls in line with how he's thinking of himself too, right? He has a societal impact or um, view that is is looked upon people that have any sort of disability right Mm -hmm. and so now that's you know reflecting into the view of himself almost look like almost probably looking at it as like everyone else here can walk fine they can do all these stuff you know i i almost have to like 
not ask for these types of things so that I can keep up with everyone else around or like be at their same level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, cause he's clearly shamed in, in, yeah. in, in asking, you know, he doesn't want to ask. He doesn't want to, he's like, I think he's there. He's might look at me different. I might ruin my position. I might ruin, you know, I might not, I might be unfollowed, <laughs> you know, right. Like, or I, <laughs> oh, I no. you know, Unfriended. like it's the worst yeah. when Jesus unfollows you. Um, exactly. Yeah. But Thomas brings up a good point. He's like, uh, you think he doesn't know your situation? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, it's still, it's, it's valid though of like, um, why isn't he healed? And that's a question. A lot of people ask. It's a question of the ages, man. Right. And it's why? one that we don't really have the answers to. Um, But yeah, you know, it doesn't mean God's not good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's one of the many, many mysteries of our faith. Uh, but that was a big moment for me, a very powerful scene, I thought. And then, um, of course, you know, we have the fighting around the campfire. Um, I thought it was funny, you know, <laughs> Mother Mary, like, telling the story of Jesus being born and like, what she went through, which was an interesting take probably on being the mother of the son of God. (laughs) I'm sure that was probably awkward a lot, you know, and probably, uh, probably things that Mary may have thought or, you know, had to deal with. I mean, I'm sure that would be crazy. (laughs) I think it's, you mean, what do you elaborate a little more on like what you mean there? like her talking about like after he was born like she still had to clean him off like he was cold he was crying mm-hmm. like he needed her help and joseph's help like they had to raise this baby who is like god in the flesh like they were told that she was giving birth to the son of god and then, like, it's still a human baby. So, like, that just probably in their brains, I mean, in my brain, it still is like, what? But, like, I, like, it's just a normal baby, but it's also, like, God in the flesh. Like, I don't know. It's just a, a weird thing to have to, I, I couldn't imagine. Could, could you imagine being Jesus's parents? <laughs> no. And... <laughs> But uh, I, I think I had this, I don't know, it was probably some Advent thing. I try to find like non-surface level Advent studies each year to, to, to do. And, and I feel like it was, I don't know, it was like last year. I don't know. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. But um, I really, it really kind of pushed me towards thinking this way, like, I think we've, you know, it's just, you get this whole, like, he came out in a manger and now he came out screaming and like crying, like every other baby in the, mm. that has ever, well, you know what I mean? Lived in, they, they cry. They are disgusting when they come out with, <laughs> with what's inside. Like, I mean, not yeah. disgust. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, truth. It's messy. It's, 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 it is. It's a, it's a birth. You know? And, and at that time you're like, I don't care. I, I don't, that that's not what you're thinking you know what i mean it's not like that it's just but the reality is they come out like that and and i don't 
there's no reason to believe that he was any bit different. And so like, I don't think it's any like, I mean, obviously this, this is not, you know, this is not from, from the Bible, this, this, right, scene, right, right. you know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's definitely a creative liberty, but like, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I thought this scene was real deep because it was just like, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, just think about that too. Like, um, like you're a virgin, you have a baby, right? That's, that's the, the crazy our, step one of crazy the crux of our faith. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> like, I think when we look at things of like evil happening in the world and like this and that, like, I don't, I think those are pretty difficult questions, but I don't think they're as difficult as, as, these types of questions like uh uh you know this is not an easy thing for me this isn't something that for me personally i take lightly and it's a difficult there's like those types of things i don't really live off of faith i think these types of things i do you know and like and so the reality is like she's this virgin that is having a baby that is being told she's giving birth to you know the the savior of the world <laughs> like that's i can't i i try it i try to say those words out loud and like try to understand and i there's no way i can even put myself in those shoes yeah. i don't even know what it's like to be a woman having a child in general <laughs> and you know yeah. and, and, yeah. and yet alone like the, there's uh one that is the expectations you probably have, you know what I mean? Right. Like of like what it's going to look like. Does he come out with the sword? Does he come out like, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because at that time I don't think she understood deeply what the Messiah is, you know what right. I mean? And so like, you know, you get these cultural contexts of what it actually is. And it's yeah. like, and, and, and so I don't know. Which man, by the way, is really cool to hear that whole conversation around the fire of like, it, what they expected when the Messiah came and they were all like, like you're talking about like war hero. Like, yeah. like we talked about the entire series. I had but... of, of killing Roman soldiers. That's yeah, what I yeah. think that, that, uh, um, um, what can I think of her name? Rama. Yeah. Was that being, Rama? being saved as she hid under the, the bed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, yeah, it's, it's this, it is expectation. I think that's the yeah. word for it, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I think it's unfair to say that she didn't have expectations yeah. and like what she, and like, and to fast forward a little bit, it's a little off of what we're, but like she has the baby and then they have to run. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know if it's instant, but pretty soon thereafter yeah. they're on the run for potentially being murdered. Yeah. Well, and then fast forward to like where we are now, like take away the expectation thing because like she's starting to see that come uh to fruition. Now it's like, I would imagine just helpless. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm, I am his mother. Yes. But like, he is my God and like can literally, I just watched him turn water into wine. Like he's he literally healing and casting out like disease and sickness and these ailments. And like, I'm supposed to take care of my son. <laughs> like, yeah. what am I supposed to do that? He can't already do, you know? Uh, but I think it's like 
the end of this episode is so beautiful in the way that like mm. yeah he comes back after this day long uh ministry thing after travel like they literally traveled for days got there and then this happened so like the disciples this whole conversation is happening while they're setting up the camp so jesus had no time to rest he's immediately thrust into uh this ministry time comes back who knows how late it is pitch black out there they've already had dinner they're like chilling around the campfire he comes back he's exhausted and then mary goes over to the tent like helps him get his sandals off like washes his feet basically like cleans him up and tucks him into bed and it's just like just a really like touching moment of like he's still like he doesn't technically need her but like he needs his his mom and like there's just like that cool little yeah no i moment there that's good and i i don't know i like what you just said he doesn't technically need her but like but his reaction was to kind of he's like oh ima you know mm-hmm. like you're here yes i'm 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 he's like i'm so tired and he's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. going through and he's accepting the help he's letting mm-hmm. her do that and like um i think that's a that's a pretty good almost like a <laughs> i feel like if there's one big great thing to take away from most of jesus's things it's to like he's trying to be an example you're following what he does and i feel like these are pretty like you should humble yourself to your your mother or your people that are taking care of you and, it, and in a way that like you almost like should be accepting help from because you can't do everything on your own you can't do these things and even him is like like you said he he doesn't need it just as he did he could have uh, when he was in the the wilderness for 40 days he could have um turned a rock into bread and he could have done these things but like the reality is is like he's accepting these limitations of of i guess you would say earth or whatever in and he's Mm -hmm. he's I, I don't know. I just thought that was a really good, um, I don't know, just seeing him kind of like just accept it. And it's like yeah. almost like, not like, oh, I got this. We're good. You know, like, like I would do. I'm just thinking, about myself. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'll handle it when I'm like, clearly the world is crumbling around me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I got it. We're good. You know, but he's not. He's just like, yeah, absolutely. Wash Thank my you. feet. Yeah. Let me in and, um yeah i do love it he's like i'm so tired i'm so tired and honestly i was not expecting to talk about that at all tonight what um that whole like whatever five ten minutes we just talked about mary oh. and jesus that whole thing um really i thought yeah, that was no. like one of the biggest i thought that was um so the first time i watched the see set this episode you know the first time through that was like the big thing for me that point and then this time i started to see all the other things and like and uh honestly i didn't want to admit it till now but the first time i watched it i didn't pick up on the cinema thing about the one um 13 minute like i just didn't pick up yeah, on it no, and, and just, so that just means you're not a dork <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> um well <laughs> there's a lot of 
books and <laughs> other things that would say that I am. So we'll just, I, I appreciate your, your, uh, your thoughts Anytime. there, but that's what I'm here for. Uh, uh, but yeah, is there anything so far? Cause I, I know I've just been rattling off thing no, after no, no. thing, uh, but is there anything up to this point that like really impacted you or you thought stuck out in this episode? Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's a good question um i don't i don't i don't know i don't i mean i think not anything that we haven't addressed is what i mean right, um, right. no well I, I i will say i like just this whole episode in general it's called what is it called uh matthew, matthew 4 24 yeah and just to remind you literally this whole episode stems from Matthew 424 pretty much. <laughs> what? But, no way. <laughs> but it literally <laughs> reads um, news about him spread <gasps> as far as Syria and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick and whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon possessed or epileptic or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Literally. I just thought that was, I, I went up and re- I try to, you know, bring up scripture and, and, in you know before as we're going through and mm-hmm. and i'm looking at this and i'm like this whole episode stemmed from id i just like the imagination in it right mm-hmm. I, I i really do like it a lot because that's not a that's not a <laughs> it's not a really detailed thing like they're just right. like hey man also everyone came all that happened and they all walked away. off off scene like off camera none of mm-hmm. that actually happened in the episode <laughs> which i think is kind of ironic <laughs> that's a really good observation right there no that is and it's 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 implicit like it's it's implied through mm-hmm. it you know what i mean it's it's not it yeah. doesn't really actually explicitly show no you anything. don't see anything you it's just see just, the line yeah that's it and it's implicit in in, in the understanding that mm-hmm. it, it it's being done yeah. so yeah no i that's interesting i also like, I, love I just, how like uh during that that first part um uh-huh. matthew and philip are walking down the line and as people are like running by like somebody even like runs into matthew but he's like he's like well tell me tell me about your encounter with jesus and he's like trying to write down <laughs> all the stuff that's happening and of course he got as detailed as a lot of people and, came and he healed them all <laughs> and you know what i really like too is i'm looking at it now it was i i always just for you guys behind the scenes thing I always have the episode sitting here playing. Not really, and I can't hear it, but it's paused on on Peter lying by the fire, and no, he's yeah. more exhausted than Jesus. I know, <laughs> you know like right? He's, he's just like, and it shows how, like, just you know, Peter didn't take a step away from that thing the whole day. Mm-hmm. You know, even if even if Jesus was like, "Bro, get away from here, go." <laughs> He would have been like behind the bushes or something, like yeah. concentrating, climbing up a tree to see. Hand whatever. on his dagger, just ready, yeah, ready to stab someone. And so I, I'm making that. I, I see him now, and I'm like, he literally is just more exhausted. Um. Yeah. So, like around the fire, the the last kind of thing mm-hmm. that stuck out to me, like we don't have to get into all the conversations around the fire because there are a couple. Uh, and they're yeah. all really good. And if you've watched the episode, you know what they talked about. Um, yeah, it, we, it you gets, don't want to hear talk for two hours. 
was about. Right. Yeah. For, I forget what Nick said on Showboys, but for like, he said in one episode, he's like, for every 30 minutes of, of, of airtime, we talk for an hour. So we're, <laughs> we're get we're probably around like 40, 45 minutes episode uh, right uh, now, like podcast episode yep, yep. wise. Uh, so we're getting, we're getting close. And you know what? He is so accurate because that is exactly what happens. Anyways, um, they're talking. Uh, one of the things that comes up basically is like the Roman oppression of the Jews and how the Jews like have their strict laws. I love the part where they're talking about like, did you ever like break any of the laws, you know, when no one was looking? And they're all like, yeah, one time I ate meat and cheese after my parents went to bed. And then <laughs> Thaddeus is like, yeah, dude, one time, dude, I was in this market and I slammed some pork and it was so good. Uh, and that just like cracked me up. But um, they're talking about like, I, I think it's it's important um, because you have Matthew sitting there who is Jewish, but clearly not oppressed by the Romans because he worked for the Romans and had mm -hmm. this like elegant, as elegant as you can as a Jew working for Romans uh, lifestyle. But compared to the others there, he was very well off. Um, and that, of course, turns into a big fight. Uh, but I thought a few things like stuck out during those scenes where like Simon's like, do you even understand like like our life bit? I'm paraphrasing massively, if you can't tell by what I'm about to say. But he's pretty much like, yeah, our life kind of sucks because we have all these crazy like rules and they're super strict. Also, we're massively oppressed by the Romans, but we still like live this way. Why? Because we know eventually like there's hope because the Messiah will return and we're the chosen people and we will be saved. But like, do you even understand what it means to live like that generation after generation, like knowing that life sucks, but you still are doing it? And he's like shouting all this at Matthew because, you know, obviously in their eyes, Matthew is like a scumbag and mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes up to joining the, the party here um, kind of was a scumbag. Right. And he's like betraying his own people. Right. To put more money in the pockets of the oppressors. Um, but like all this is going on, they're bickering, they're yelling and like big John or big James and John start, arguing and fighting with Andrew and Simon, Peter. And then Jesus walks in like about to fall over. Cause he's so exhausted. They see the whole interaction with Mary tucking Jesus into bed mm -hmm. and they all just like shut up. And they're just like, Oh wow. We're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> like we're here arguing about all the stuff that at this point doesn't even matter anymore because it's the past and we're with Jesus now. Um, and meanwhile, Jesus just spent literally all day like healing all these people. And we're just sitting around the fire yelling at each other. Like, yeah, that's kind of dumb. It is. But now I'm looking at, I don't. So I would, I would counter kind of counter. I don't know what to counter, but like, do you think that seeing that, for instance, Peter would have changed his thoughts about Matthew? No. Okay. And because uh, I'm, 
I, I, I really like what Andrew brought up in it is that he's like, you made my life horrible, man. And Andrew's like, Andrew's like, you know, Peter's, uh, you know, you got, you got the, the angel on the shoulder and the devil on the shoulder, right? <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you call it Peter. Yeah, devil. No, a- Andrew's like but, the goody two shoes of the bunch. And, and, and he always seems to give like fair, re- you know, or what he's shown so far in the show is that he gives fair reason. He's very mm. calm. He's collected. He's, you know, and he's just like Matthew, man, like you made my life horrible, yeah. like horrible. Yeah. And you never apologized. And like, so I think that's, I I think at this point, like Andrew seems to get it. He understands it, but what he's, I think he understands it more of a deeper level of like, like it's not about you following Jesus right now. Like you still have to turn from what you did. Yeah. You still have to understand wh- where you went wrong or, or at least like make amends for it, at least, you know, to some capacity, like whether we forgive you or not, like you have to at least show that like you want that or at least understand that there's something that you need to be forgiven for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, and, and it's, it's clear that Matthew doesn't fully understand that he's, he's almost like, what do you want me to say? Like, I don't, he doesn't understand. And it's probably part of his character that they've written into it, but like, right. Right. um, Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a really good take on it. And, and um, I don't think that like in that scene of them seeing Jesus, when they all kind of shut up, like, Mm -hmm it changes any of their minds or their mindsets about what was happening other than like, uh, well, what we're like arguing about is kind of petty in the grand Mm. scheme of what's going on. So like, maybe we should just kind of stop because we're being silly, but I don't think it's like resolved anything. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, interesting. Um, Oh shoot! There's something. There's something I was gonna say, but I can't remember, and I, I don't. I doubt it was important, but <laughs> hardly uh, anything I say is ever like so. super. Like, oh my gosh, you got to hear this. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of like wraps up um, the big important parts for me, at least. It um, is. I do like how they zoomed out. I I, th- I thought that was. Um, it's it's Jesus in there getting tucked in by Ima and being and just praying. <laughs> What's yeah. funny? No, I just love our like our summaries oh, yeah. <laughs> in like layman's terms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to be more official. I'm 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 calling her Ima instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like but it, it like kind of just the silence of them all at the fire and it's just zooming out of them all mm-hmm. just still and pondering and and you know what though like it may not have changed anything but they're learning you know what i mean to to watch these they're i I don't know they're i i feel like i mean just even i i brought that up i think really early on in the episode but uh or in our podcast is that you know last one they didn't i don't they were still bickering about like they have no idea about anything, oh, but yeah, I yeah. think like now they're starting to just mold into who, who they are as a, as a group. And they're, and, and that's what they were doing before is they're, they're con- 
they're they're drawing conflict to one another and, and they're hashing it out right like you can't you can't grow while there's this tension you yeah. know what i mean like you need to to bring it up call it out and and well i like how it all starts as like andrew basically doing a would you rather game <laughs> and then it like turns into this like giant disaster of a conversation but that's usually how it goes i i really can't bring up the example that i want to now but uh we had something that was very similar to that and it's (laughs) (laughs) with families and stuff but like you just you know it stems from like this this creative fun part and just gone but it's but it, it shows that like because they're being comfortable with each other and they're starting to be it's a icebreaker, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you're you're you you do the icebreaker to to get comfortable. As soon as you get comfortable, the reality comes out and the realness of of your situation and your group and the conflict and the struggles and the tension and and and, the, and it gets real really quickly, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. And I think this is uh one of the episodes, of course, this like this story is um, told from the disciples' point of views, right? Um, That's the Jesus goal of is it. like a main character, right? But you don't follow Jesus like every mm-hmm. scene of the show. You're almost following a disciple in every scene of the show, just about. Mm-hmm. Um, so like episodes like this, and in particular, the scene around the campfire, which is the entire episode <laughs> who am i kidding because even when the fire is being started like they're still around uh-huh. the campfire like talking and having these conversations but it's really showing like exactly what we've been talking about like how awkward it probably was for these people to like first start this journey together right um this is like the the classic case of like newlyweds um you know the the husband getting in trouble for leaving the toilet seat up or whatever you know (laughs) you get yelled at and then all of a sudden it's like well remember three weeks ago when you uh you know didn't do this and then no but that's that's really that's really it is that those are um you know you can almost think about as like somebody being like uh there's this 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 leadership tool where you're uh a protector Mm-hmm. you're an abdicator or or a dominator right and so like you're you're anywhere on those 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 area but what you want to be is something called a liberator mm-hmm. and you can see that is like they're just they're just they're in in terms of each other they're just kind of all over that spectrum like you just said they're they're nice until they can and then and then all the tension is built up that they've never and then they jump to this like dominating stance of like Mm-hmm. You know, which which Simon did. Andrew did it more <laughs> subtly and not in in a much more elegant way. Yeah. And funnily, <laughs> as, I think he even like he did say that. that. I, He's I, like, he, I'm basically saying the same thing as him, just not as mean. <laughs> yes, he he did actually address that. He's like, what Simon could have said more elegantly or or yeah, uh, yeah. more <laughs> or more in a better way is is that. And that's when he's like, dude, like you hurt us and you never even mm-hmm. apologize, man. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, um, yeah, dude. So I don't know. I, I thought this is, <clears throat> I think this has been a really good episode. I think yeah. the, just the uniqueness of it, the, um, 
you know, whether it's creative liberties or not with a lot, it's clearly, we just read the one (laughs) verse. I don't think we got any of this out of the one verse that we read. Right. So (laughs) literally zero of it. So I think that's the beauty of it. And, and, and like for you to, you know, I feel like for the most people be like, you know, how did this never happen? I don't know, whatever. And you're just like, dude, like, that's not the point. Like, well, it is the things but, are written in to like make you think, right? To bring up he, conversations like we're having right now. To like, but even so, though, like, what do you think they did? They just right, right. didn't have conflict. Did you no. have you read anything about Peter in the Bible? You think he, he cut off a dude's ear? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like after following him for a long time, yes. like you think he wasn't doing these types of things to people like Matthew right. that he may not have like technically oppressed him himself. But I think there's a pretty large indication that they both were in the same area and both called from the same. They were probably, you know, had a few interactions. They probably knew or Peter at least knew who, you know what I mean? That's a pretty good um, creative liberty. So I don't know. I, when I look at it, I'm like, you know what, man? I think these are are great. And I think what they're doing so far, they're at least committing to it. And the interaction between, between them and the development of the characters has just been fantastic. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. Um, it's just well-written. So yeah, I was super happy with this episode. Um, how many, how many scrolls do you give it? Oh, uh, <laughs> out of seven. seven, seven out of seven. Scrolls. Scrolls. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm giving, I'm giving it that, um, yeah, not this, six this and just... a half, not, no, it's, no, it's a seven. No, I, it's, I agree. It's great. Um, no, I wouldn't have done that the first time. What'd you say? I said, I wouldn't have done that the same first time through. Mm, nice. Um, but that I would, I would now seven. Um, yeah, no, for first viewing was my favorite episode. Second viewing just solidified it. Um, it's just the, the, the technical like cinematography mm-hmm. stuff. Great. Uh, but like all of the content that is within mm-hmm. the campfire stuff, the, you know, just the interactions with all the disciples, it's just a lot of, a lot of things to make you yeah. think and a lot of things to, uh like use as an example right of like where you can grow from um Mm -hmm. but with that being said uh i think we're done it's probably probably the shortest podcast episode i would say i'd have to look at the times but uh, i'm gonna make an assumption and say we're probably i think it's a pretty good assumption but um yeah what do you what do you got going on these days uh, before we wrap up anything out of the ordinary yeah i'm actually um this week well you guys will not be getting it until sometime in january time probably beginning travel. time travel yeah right so i'm starting a series called um broken which i'm pretty excited about nice. um goal is to kind of start interviewing leaders of the church and leaders of just different um um ministries and just discussing like what is broken in the church you know i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty broken system (laughs) no but it's it's i think there's a lot of issues it's pretty broken i mean if i feel like 
I feel like many of the people that'd be like, no, it's not broken. <laughs> I'd be weary. I'd be pretty weary of them. And they're typically, I, I don't know. There's just so much things about it that I would love to in it. I don't mean it like stay away from church. Clearly not. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying it's pretty it's broken. To improve. And there's, you know, and I feel like, some of the best pastors that I've like experienced are the ones that acknowledge that it's broken. So I want to interview those leaders. So I got my first one coming up. And so I got nice. that. I'm recording that Wednesday morning. And so you'll, exciting. I'll, you'll air it. I'll be airing that um, in January. So that's, that's my big thing for the week, you know? Um, nice uh it's gonna be really awkward when we do this tomorrow night <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yes so uh, i'll be doing yeah. three podcasts in a row this week. yes yes uh make sure you check out the nerdy bible.com for all of james's uh <laughs> content um he's got a lot of cool stuff going on uh at the time that you are listening to this we will have had our fifth stream of dungeons and dragons mm, yeah uh, so go How's check that, that out that should be on our youtube channel showboys gaming if not our twitch channel showboys podcast we got some uh this week so the week of the seventh we have a lot of lore stuff uh being published on the website which is cool um my first time playing dungeons and dragons and it is so fun <sighs> like I never thought it'd be this fun. It's so fun. Uh, but it's probably because I'm a giant dork. Uh, so go check that out. Um, you know, check out our podcast Thursday nights, nine o'clock on YouTube, Showboys Podcast. Uh, you can find all of our other junk over at showboysmedia.com. Uh, other than that, we'll see you next week. And James, I'll see you tomorrow. You sure uh, will. So you guys have a wonderful night. Bye. Adios. I'm learning how to play stupid electronic drums. I don't like them. You don't like it? No.